Hello, good afternoon, and welcome back to the Park Femme channel. Uh, today, we are back with a, another conspiracy video, um, as you'll be getting one of these every single Friday in October, so make sure you're keeping an eye out. Um, you can watch this over on YouTube, or if you just want to sit and listen to it, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I always want to call it Apple Music, but it's not. The podcasts <laughs> aren't Apple Music. Um, today... So last week we covered um, Crashgate with Fernando Alonso. This week uh, we are keeping it in the kind of same realm of time and we are going to be talking about the strange title loss of 2007 and everything that comes with it, including Spygate, because it's such a big part of the whole, you know, 2007. Renault's gamble looked to have paid off when Piquet crashed heavily and brought out the safety car. Look, is that clock going slowly? It is, That's clock! Oh my goodness me! Um, so if you're not aware what happened in 2007, um, Lewis Hamilton joined Formula One as a rookie and headed into the last two rounds of the season, which were in China and Brazil. He held a 12-point lead over his teammate, Fernando Alonso, who at the time was a two-time world champion. So for a rookie to come in and be beating his teammate, who is you know, a two-time world champion, is quite a big deal. Back then, 10 points was a classified win. So going into china he had a pretty good lead on it if he won he would have you know won the championship because no way that fernando could catch up at that time um and one thing lewis hamilton has stated since the incident is that he was not aware of what was happening at the time but he does know now but he cannot speak on it so we can all hope that when Very he finishes f1 that you know we finally get to hear what actually happened um but during the beginning of 2007 is when the fia was looking into mclaren's spygate so i feel like it's best we probably debrief a little bit over spygate before going into the full thing so mm -hmm. if you're not aware of spygate the background of it is that you know back in the late 1990s michael schumacher gene todd Ross Braun, Roy, Rory even, Rory Bryan and Nigel Stepney were a part of what was considered the dream team. Quotation marks around dream team, if you can't see. Um, this was credited to the change of fortunes for Ferrari. You know, they came together and Ferrari were now winning. In the February of 2007, Stepney made public comments on how he was unhappy after Ross Braun left. He put out a statement saying, I'm looking at spending a year away from Ferrari. I'm not currently happy with the situation within the team. I really want to move forward in my career and there's something that's not happening right now. Ideally, I'd like to move to, into a new environment here at Ferrari, but if an opportunity arose with another team, I would definitely consider it. Later on that month, Ferrari announced that Stepney was head of head of team performance development. I can't speak. Um <laughs> with and they came out basically said after many years spent working in the formula one circuits the last 13 of those as part of the ferrari race team nigel stepney with the approval of the company has chosen to take on a different role that will see him no longer have to attend the races in the week beginning of the 17th of june 2007 at the 2007 united states grand prix ferrari filed a formal complaint against stepney 
leading to the commencement of a criminal investigation by the Madonna district attorney in Italy. So, you know, this is this is taken across a big part of 2007. So, you know, we're midway through the season at this point. On the 3rd of July 2007, Gazzetta Dello Sport, I think I said that right, reported yeah, that Ferrari had completed, completed its internal investigation and had dismissed Stepney as a result. At the same time, Ferrari spokesman Luca Collegiani, question? Mm-hmm, yep. Just double checking with the fake Italian. <laughs> I'm pronouncing Italian name, sorry. Um, told ITV Sports that Ferrari's action against Stepney related to irregularities discovered at the Ferrari factory prior to the Monaco Grand Prix. And on the day Ferrari announced Stepney's dismissal, the team also announced it had taken action against an engineer from the Vodafone McLaren Mercedes team, later named as Mike Colin? Colin? Coughlin? Colin? Coughlin? Coughlin? Either way, Coughlin was suspended by McLaren as a result. Scuderia Ferrari released a press statement saying Ferrari announces it has recently presented a case against Nigel Stepney and an engineer from the Vodafone McLaren Mercedes team with the Medina Tribunal concerning the theft of technical information. Furthermore, legal action has been instigated in England and a search warrant has been issued concerning the engineer. This produced a positive outcome. So they went looking, they found what they wanted. Search warrant is understood to have been related to Coughlin's home and the positive outcome is reported to be documents claimed to have originated at Ferrari's Maranello factory. Stepney's dismissal from Ferrari had been announced earlier the same day. So, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going down, okay? A lot of illegal dealings are going on here between teams. So on the 10th of July 2007, a high court hearing was opened and adjourned until the following day to allow Mark Mark to allow Mike <laughs> Coughlin to admit an affidavit. Thank you. However, okay. details released include the fact that Mike um, is alleged by Ferrari to be in possession of 780 pages of Ferrari documentation and that his wife is oh. alleged to have taken them to a photocopying shop near Woking. And if you don't know, obviously, McLaren's based in Woking. Yeah. Ferrari were unaware that their technical information had been stolen until they received a tip from an employee in the photocopying shop. Snitch. <laughs> yeah, literally. Snitch. <laughs> Staff members saw that the documents were confidential and belonged to Ferrari and, after copying them, decided to contact the team's headquarters in Italy. That man could have got sacked for that. Yeah, literally. I wonder yeah. if he did. That is like privacy violation. Yeah. I guess so, but if you... Like, I think when you go to copy like some stuff, you have to make sure there's no uh, copyright violations on those kind of things so i imagine it's the same for confidentiality yeah yeah maybe the guy was an f1 fan maybe must Probably. have been somewhere along the line otherwise he would have not understood what it was about i guess everybody yeah. is a yeah. ferrari fan <laughs> yes and even if they are not a ferrari <laughs> <laughs> Coughlin did not submit the affidavit thank you, because of the possibility of it being used against him in an Italian court case. However, late on the 10th of July 2007, Ferrari reached an agreement with Mr. and Mrs. Coughlin, under which Ferrari dropped its high court case in return for their full disclosure of all they know about the case and a promise of future cooperation. Six days later, 
McLaren announced that its own internal investigation had revealed that no Ferrari materials or data are or have ever been in the position, position, possession even, of any McLaren employee other than the individual sued by Ferrari. The fact that he held at his home unsolicited, unsolicited materials from Ferrari was not known to any other members of the team prior to July 3rd, when obviously everything came out. Mm. So obviously, it was thought that everything kind of stayed between them. But there was a third team in involvement here. A third. Which was Renault. So, a few months later, we're now into November, and the FIA announced that Renault F1 team would be summoned before the FIA World Motorsport Council to an did I say council correctly? I think I did. Yeah. To answer a charge of possession of confidential information relating to the 2006 and 2007 McLaren Formula One cars. The statement issued by the FIA states that Renault F1 was found to have information including but not limited to the layout and critical dimensions of the McLaren F1 car, together with details of the McLaren fueling system, gear assembly, oil cooling system, hydraulic control system, and a Oh my god and a novel suspension component used by the 2006 and 2007 mclaren f1 cars they were a lot of big words by the way that's why i struggled <laughs> i'm proud of you thank you <laughs> <laughs> the date for the hearing was set for the 6th of december 2007 the espionage claims are thought to re revolve around an employee philip makaresh why did i say makaresh it's clearly makaresh who transferred <laughs> from mclaren to renault taking the information with him when he switched teams according to the fia president Max Mosley. So, a lot of illegal dealings here. Um, we yeah. then end up going through a lot of FIA investigations um, on whether, you know, it really done anything wrong. Um, um, on July 12th of 2007, the FIA announced that it summoned McLaren to an extra extraordinary meeting of the FIA World Motorsport Council to answer charges and that they breached Article 151C of the International Sporting Code. At the hearing on the 26th of July, FIA found that Vodafone McLaren Mercedes was in possession of confidential Ferrari information and is therefore in breach of the code, but with no evidence that they had used the information, no punish was levied. Levied? Levied? Levied. There you go. However, the FIA reserved the right to reconvene on the matter if any such evidence subsequently came to life. So it was proven that obviously they had the information. Whether they used it or not, yeah. there was no there was no tea on that. Mm -hmm. Ferrari labelled the decision incomprehensible and Autosport judged the team to be furious. McLaren said a unanimous decision has been taken by the FIA, which in McLaren's opinion is very balanced and fair. The matter mm -hmm. was referred to the FIA International Court of Appeal with the hearing scheduled for the 13th of September. So, you know, obviously Ferrari are going to be pissed off. It makes sense if their yeah. information's been stolen. Um, <laughs> and obviously McLaren is going to be like, oh, yeah, I think it's fine. I think it was fine. It's fine. We're going to get blamed. Let's get fine. over it. It's <laughs> fine. On August 1st, Ron Dennis, in an open letter to the president of the Italian Motorsport Authority, accused Ferrari of giving a false and dishonest version of events and further, that the car used to win the 2007 Australian Grand Prix was illegal. McLaren learned of the illegal flawed device from Nigel Stepney, with the team describing this contact as whistleblowing. However, the team insists that following this incident, Jonathan Neal instructed Coughlin to cease contact with Stepney. 
McLaren accused Ferrari of trying to blur this whistleblowing, of which McLaren was aware with Coughlin's possession of the 780-page Ferrari dossier, of which it insists it was not aware. Lots of big words. <laughs> yes, many. So this kind of bit is really what leads everything in. At the 2007 Hungarian Grand Prix, it was classified as a controversial weekend for McLaren. Lewis Hamilton had disobeyed a team instruction, disadvantaging Fernando Alonso, and so Alonso held Hamilton up in the pit lane during qualifying, denying Hamilton a chance to record a final lap time. In the following discord within the team, TV pictures showed Ron Dennis angrily throwing his headphones down as Alonso pulled out of the pits, and after the session was over, he was then shown having a serious conversation with Alonso's trainer. On the morning of the race, Alonso met with Dennis in his motorhome and allegedly threatened to send his email exchange with McLaren's test driver, Pedro De La Rosa, and Coughlin to the FIA. According to Max Mosley, Ron Dennis informed him of the conversation and told Mosley that the threat was an empty one. There's no information, there's nothing to come out. I can assure you that if there was something, Max, I would have told you. Mosey subsequently retracted the implication that Dennis had lied. So 2007 was it was already it was a pretty rough year um, for Formula One in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did this continued on for quite a few years before anything really yes. came to the bottom of it. Um, on the 13th of December, McLaren issued a pre- press release detailing a letter sent by Martin Whitmore, COO of the team, to the FIA. In the letter, Whitmarsh stated that the team accepted that a number of McLaren employees had access to Ferrari technical information. So they said it was one. Now it's many. Um, and apologized <laughs> that it took the intervention of the FIA for this to come to light. The team also offered to enter into discussion as to a moratorium. Moratorium? of an appropriate length in respect of the use of the systems. On the same day, the FIA issued a press release stating that the FIA president would ask the members of the World Council for their consent to cancel the hearing scheduled on the 14th of February 2008 and the interest of the sport to consider this matter closed. It, was a, it wasn't until the February of 2009, so almost two years later, um, that yeah. legal proceedings against McLaren employee, employees in Italy were dropped. In return, Mike Coughlin had to pay 180,000 euros while three employees of McLaren, Paddy Lowe, Jonathan Neal and Rob Taylor, had to pay 150,000 euros as well. The $100 million fine remains the largest in sporting history. So while this was all going down, obviously the championships were still going ahead. McLaren, Ferrari, both still racing. Um, 2007 was obviously a very interesting year when it came to championships so obviously all of this comes back to technically the 2006 season um is when you know things would have been happening illegal cars whatever you know into 2007 so with these two races left to go for lewis hamilton and wanting to win the championship in his rookie year he was up against fernando alonso but also up against Kimi Raikkonen who raced for Ferrari they were the three in the main contention for the championship Um, Lewis was leading the championship followed by Fernando Alonso and followed by Kimi Raikkonen if Lewis had won in China obviously as I said he'd have taken championship that day and he went on to take pole position ahead of his teammate who finished in fourth when then into the race he disappeared up the road onto his inters 
During that race, Kimi cut the lead to four seconds, so there's four seconds between the two, after a refuel where Lewis left his tyres on due to tyres overheating on the drying track. This is where things start to get a bit weird. Because you've got two races left. You want to win the championship, and you can win the championship in this race. So you would think that you would put all of your energy into making sure this strategy is perfect. Now, out came the rain. It starts raining. It was a wet race that day. Um, and it left Lewis with absolutely no grip, meaning that Kimi Raikkonen was able to overtake him. Once the rain had stopped and the track began to dry, it would have been the perfect time for the team to pit the slicks over the inters. But McLaren decided to leave both of their drivers out. Weird decision. Yeah, it's not raining. It's not planning on raining anytime soon. The track is drying up. Track is drying up. Inters yeah. are the worst idea. McLaren stated... Yeah. They didn't want to tire offset Lewis against Fernando as he was his main competitor for the championship. Mm. Lewis's engineer himself didn't want to pit in for slicks yet just in case it rained. Fernando was fueled for three more laps so Lewis would have fell behind Alonso after a corrective stop. Lewis wore the inters for so long there was no tread left on his right rear tire. And if you're watching it on YouTube, there'll be a photo of it up on the screen because it's insane what the fucking tire looked like yeah. afterwards. Um, done. And when he was eventually told to pit after his tires are completely destroyed to the point that he can barely race, he's technically still on inters on a dry track, he managed to skid the car and beached it into the gravel. Which is completely understandable with the state that his car was with in at that those time. tires. Yeah, but why would you allow your driver to have put himself into that position? Why would you not think to bring him in and fix yeah. it? The radar, as I said earlier, said there was no rain for the remainder of the race. So why? Just in general, why? Even though the race was horrific, Lewis Hamilton still led the championship and held a four-point lead over Fernando Alonso going into Brazil. He also held a seven-point lead over. Kimi Raikkonen. So going into Brazil, it's the final race. Uh, I still believe to this day that Brazil should be the final race of the season, but it's what it is. Um, Lewis managed to qualify second behind Felipe Massa, who was Kimi Raikkonen's teammate. Kimi had a much better start and went ahead to catch Lewis. Lewis had a pretty horrific start and managed to drop down to fourth behind his teammate. So he's now running behind the two Ferraris and his teammate. He then proceeded to run wide and dropped to seventh. He needed to finish fifth if Kimi Raikkonen was to win, for him to win the championship. So after a lot of gear issues, now remember that, he had a lot of gear issues that day. His gears were not working. He managed no. to regain himself and um, went up to 18th, and he had 46 laps to go, but his team actually went on to mess up his strategy, where on his pit Again. stop, on lap 20, they underfueled him, just so that he could overtake the cars in the middle stint of a two-stop oh. race. Because of all of this, um, and you know, they looked at the heavily worn tires, they realized he'd have to do a final stint for much longer. So not only did he not have enough fuel and shit tires, he had to do an even longer stint than the car was able to do. Yeah. And he, so he had to pit for a third time because there was no other way. And he dropped down to seven. Into the final lap, Felipe Massa let Kimi Raikkonen past him so that he could win the championship by one point. One the famous point. Sport radio. <laughs> showing that they're the original strategy. Yep. Clearly. Oh. So with all that being said, that's where the conspiracies come out. 
and why we mm. had to debrief a little bit about Sky Spygate before we went into this. So one of the conspiracies is that the FIA deliberately sent a member of the team in to sabotage McLaren. What? Why you would get someone to come in and sabotage another team? Don't know. But, you know. Oh, yeah. But it was said that this the reason for this is because they didn't want them to win after Spygate. Because the uproar that McLaren right. was already causing because of Spygate, people mm -hmm. believe that the FIA basically forced McLaren to destroy their season to not cause even more uproar because of the whole Spygate situation, especially by beating out Ferrari. Yeah. Which makes sense. This one, on the other hand, <laughs> this one, <laughs> I have to say. This is something. Is, yeah, it's something else, okay? It's something else. <laughs> it was said that they were pretending to monitor the team's interactions between Lewis and Fernando Alonso, following Fernando Alonso's claims that they weren't supporting him. They apparently used a directed energy weapon to fire an electromagnetic pulse to Hamilton's gearbox, causing it to seed up and prevent him from winning. That's why I said, Maybe remember the gearbox issues. Interesting. Yeah. Take it out of Alonso's car. And that's what electrocuted him and caused his crash. One of the main causes for any sort of conspiracy is that there was a potential ban uh, for McLaren in 2008. Um, and there was a lot of multiple, just multiple errors going on. You know, which you'd think after that, right? Spygate, bin shit. 2007... McLaren basically robbed, you know, themselves of winning the championship. But it followed mm. into 2008, where people yes. to this day believe that Lewis Hamilton, you know, well, that the FIA was basically trying to stop Lewis Hamilton from winning a championship. He stepped into the sport as a rookie, proved that he was capable of winning a championship in his first year. You know, disappointing for him that he managed to do it in the middle of such a high controversy. But yeah. it was then proven that the mm. FI did everything they could to try and stop him from winning in 2008, which obviously failed. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't know, Lewis Hamilton was having a great 2008 series season. Um, and with the whole, obviously, you know, as we said, it wasn't until February 2009 that legal proceedings against McLaren employees in Italy were dropped. So this is still in the middle of the whole situation. Um, pretty much Spygate was dealt with from like 2006 through to 2009. Mm -hmm. It was not dropped. So this kind of corresponds back to the whole conspiracy that um, the FIA had something to do with this because of Spygate. Um, yeah. But the biggest issue in 2008 was the spa Grand Prix, the Belgium Grand Prix. He received a, such a high penalty that it cost him his victory, you know, in Belgium. Um, the verdict by the FIA in Paris is a setback to Hamilton as he strives to win his first Formula One World Championship. He goes into Sunday's inaugural Singapore Grand Prix, the first of the four remaining races, just one point ahead of Ferrari's Felipe Massa, who is confirmed as the winner of the Belgian race following Hamilton's demotion to third. People will probably expect me to be depressed about today's results, but that isn't me, said Hamilton, who was told of the appeal court's verdict on his arrival in Singapore. All I want to do now is put this behind me and get on with what we drivers do best, racing each other. So once again, 
it's McLaren v Ferrari for the championship. Mm-hmm. The year after it was McLaren v Ferrari for the championship during the whole Spygate situation. It's all looking a wee bit sus. A little bit sus. Yes. Said, we're racers, we're naturally competitive, and we love to overtake. Overtaking is difficult, and it feels great when you manage to pull off a great passing manoeuvre. If it pleases the spectators and TV viewers, it's better still. So I'm disappointed, yes, but not depressed. Lewis Hamilton was originally penalised with the addition of 25 seconds to his elapsed race time after the Belgian Grand Prix, during which the stewards concluded he had gained an unfair advantage over the Ferrari, driven by Kimi Raikkonen in the course of their battle for the lead in the closing stages. The FIA Court of Appeal ruled that this sanction fell within the scope of Article 152, Paragraph 5 of the International Sporting Code. According to these provisions, penalties of driving through or stopping in pit lanes together with the certain penalties specified in the FIA Championship regulations, where this is expressly stated, are not susceptible to appeal. Which fucking drama. Yeah. <laughs> Even before the events of Singapore came to light, there were those who said Lewis Hamilton did not deserve to be the 2008 World Drivers' Championship. Some claimed that a result of Spygate, the McLaren car contained Ferrari IP and therefore should have been disqualified from the championship. This is despite it being proven by the FIA that this was not the case. So the FIA had said mm-hmm. that they had the documents, but they didn't use them on the car. Mm-hmm. And people were still calling for the team to be disqualified. Mm-hmm. Others claimed, now if you don't know this gorgeous piece of um f1 commentary then i recommend you going and looking it up um you would have heard it <laughs> in the trailer because it's iconic um others claim that there was some sort of conspiracy during the last race of the season which saw timo glock slowly dramatically allowing hamilton secure the fifth place he needed is that is that glowing is that is that <laughs> um yeah we we do get to witness ferrari look really really happy that they've won and then not so happy oh, um i'm really really sorry um but you know again this is despite the fact that glock was on dry tires on a wet track on wet track and his teammate jano truly actually recorded a slower time on his final lap mm-hmm. so you know and then everything goes back into Crashgate. which if you want to hear about Crashgate, you can go check out the last episode um, which saw the current race leader Felipe Massa lose out due to a bung- bungled, bungled, bungled pit stop after Nelson Piquet deliberately crashed to maximise teammate Fernando Alonso's chances. If that crash had not happened and Massa and Hamilton had finished where they were prior to the crash, then the points after Singapore would have been Hamilton 86 and Massa 87. If this was translated to the final standings, then it would have resulted in the World Drivers' Championship going to Felipe Massa on 107 points with Hamilton on 100 points. But, you know, the crash did happen. Hamilton's placed third and, you know, received six points at Singapore while Felipe Massa trailed home in 13th. And that gave him the seven-point lead over Massa into the last three races. Which is where people then believe the Lewis Hamilton should not have won the World Drivers' Championship. Mm. Um, you know, what we don't know is what would have happened if the remaining mace- in the remaining races if Massa had left Singapore leading the World Drivers' Championship by one point. Would Felipe Massa have suffered from nerves or changed the strategy to be more cautious? Or would Hamilton have gone more aggressive, especially so at Brazil, which he only qualified fourth in? So they all kind of cascade into one another. 
Um, yeah. The whole Spygate, Crashgate, all of the drama surrounding 2007, 2008, 2009. Yeah. It's all one massive conspiracy on whether... Who the fuck should have won anything? Should yeah, McLaren have been disqualified? Did the FIA really try to stop McLaren from winning anything? Or was McLaren mm-hmm. just having a shit show? Because McLaren didn't have a shit show the following year. So yeah, how I think it's weird for won? them to suddenly be in that position where they just fuck up every strategy. Because that yeah, wasn't it is weird. like McLaren. Like how they were doing their season and the season afterwards. It, it's just not like McLaren to make those kind of mistakes. And especially with the whole spike gate going on. It's very, very interesting to see yeah. that that happened. I did. I was doing some research and I saw something. And it was like, they were saying regardless of like Spygate happening. um, That they said, was it? I don't know how to word this properly without it seeming thingy, but that obviously Lewis Hamilton is a black driver. Like mm-hmm. it was his first championship. He was coming in as a rookie. I saw a lot of like a lot of tweets in the research of people saying that the sport not wasn't ready because you're always ready for like a minority driver. Like, but mm-hmm. that the sport wasn't ready for. Lewis to be champion and that's the reason why the FIA intervened it wasn't anything to do with Spygate mm-hmm. but it was because I didn't want Lewis to win the championship that's mm. another interesting that's yeah interesting. which is obviously as then sort of, like last year it actually came to sort of fruitation they didn't want him to beat a record yeah if there's any other driver, if Max gets to the point and he gets to seven, say Lewis doesn't ever win another one, I know, horrible mm. thought, but just mm. if he never did it and then Max got to seven, would they do the same thing or would they let Max get that eighth? That's very interesting. That's very interesting. Mm. I never thought about that. Because I think he would have technically, he would have been the first ever rookie driver to win a World Drivers' Championship. Yeah. And yeah. would have held that record until today. Like he, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's yeah. not been anyone since. No, and not even close. I think it has been proven that definitely in the past the FIA have been rather racist. Yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, you, you even mentioned yeah. who was the head of the FIA at that point, and that was Max Mosley. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of racist bodies in the FIA that it would not come as a shock if mm-hmm. the FIA, you know, whether it was about Spygate yeah. or whether it was genuinely just the fact they didn't want this young black driver to come in and win in his rookie year. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there is something very, very off about the whole 2007 situation mm-hmm. because it was clear to anybody that that championship should have been Lewis's. Yeah, definitely. And I think the and FIA is always proven to be very political about what they yeah. do. You've heard, uh, if you think about Senna and Prost, you've heard Senna say it a million times, like, I just want to race, I don't want any of this political BS. Yeah. And the FIA has always had that. They always drag that with them, with championships. Mm-hmm. And would kind of make sense if that, with the whole Spygate thing, like you said, it's just, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the FIA actually did something. I don't know how, but I think sending someone into McLaren is a bit unbelievable, maybe. But I do think they have some sort of, you know, sticking involvement. See, something that's come to my mind with you saying that is that obviously the FIA came forward and said there was no Ferrari DNA Mm -hmm. in the McLaren car. So whether, obviously this is a conspiracy itself, whether the FIA sat down with McLaren and said, right, what we're going to do here, you have to throw the championship and let Ferrari win it. And we will tell everybody that you, in fact, didn't have any DNA in that car that was, in fact, Ferrari's when, say, they actually did. You'll get a small fine, throw the championship, give Ferrari the championship, everyone will shut Mm -hmm. up then. Yeah, and this it's is like it's like very... the small price to pay to like yeah. keep the sports the sports like what's it called? Like they're the kind name, of like sort of. high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it makes sense. Especially if you think about I I don't want to mention it, but the twenty nineteen Ferrari car where that was basically illegal. But then the mm. FIA said we came to an agreement, it never got out what the agreement actually was, and then in twenty twenty that the Ferrari next, car yeah, was yeah. absolute shit. Yeah. So, if they did that already back in 2007, like, saying, covering it up and just saying, if you do this, we won't tell that, I feel maybe that happens in 2019 as well. And it would make and I wouldn't be surprised. It would make sense as to why they tried to damage Lewis's 2008 potential. Because if it was actually proven there was Ferrari DNA in the car, it would have still been in the car for 2008. Yeah. And that would mm. almost essentially be McLaren going against an agreement they made with the FIA. But obviously they yeah. could loophole the situation and said, would have been like, you just said the 2007 championship, you said nothing about 2008. But Ferrari would have, not mm. Ferrari, the FIA would have already piled the statement saying there's no Ferrari DNA in the car. Yeah. And then for them to then have to come out and say, actually there is, when Ferrari have been so angry and furious about it and almost been brushed to the side to cover something up, Mm -hmm. it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. I I do like to quite believe the conspiracy of the FIA definitely had something to do with it. I think there is definitely something, because you said in the beginning, like that Hamilton even said, like, back in the time I didn't know what was going on, but now I do know. So there's Mm. no, I think there's no way that McLaren just happened to have that strategy and you know it was all just a coincidence because then lewis would have never said there was something going on i just can't speak about it so there's yeah. definitely something wrong and it doesn't in that whole thing it doesn't make sense to have that many pieces of paper regarding ferrari's car and mm-hmm. not do anything with it right why would you not i mean if you i Let's be honest, if you get that much information of the team you're fighting or know you're, you know, yeah, going to you... be so close with, why would you not use it? And obviously they'd be already... more angry. I'd be more angry with the team if they didn't use it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the point of the opportunity? Yeah. But it's like they already <laughs> did double back themselves once by saying actually only one team member had the information and then it came forward that actually multiple mm. team members had mm-hmm. the information. And I think after yeah. already double backing once the FIA couldn't really double back twice on something that was like 20 times more severe. Yeah. Mm. So it's... The thing is, I think we've established that in this time period, McLaren liked going back on official press statements that they said. <laughs> True. Going, 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 yeah. What we found out. Theory. 
Uh, and Ferrari yeah. needs somebody else to bowl something for them to win. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's still the case. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> However, though, to not diminish Kimi Raikkonen in uh, 2007, he put on an absolute stunning show throughout all of 2007 and fully deserves yeah. his championship. Um, you know, it's just yeah. the whole thing. It's very weird. Yeah. Weird. Very strange. And obviously, I don't want Lewis Hamilton to retire anytime soon. Um, if you haven't heard, <laughs> um, Total Wolf actually did an interview and he said that Lewis actually went to him and said he's got at least five more years in him still. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so he's definitely not retiring for hopefully at least another five years. But yeah, I mean, Lewis the only reason that. I'm looking forward to his retirement is that if he brings something out, yeah. and finally tells us. And I don't care yeah. if I'm going to be like 30, sat in front of my TV, <laughs> and I see it come up on the news that you know Lewis Hamilton finally comes out about the 2007 yes. championship, and I'll be like, "Holy fuck! Finally, this actually happened!" Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw something that Lewis um, says that he thinks he he could race into his 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe he got electrocuted by the car. Maybe. Maybe he, maybe, maybe the gear shift story is maybe true. Maybe the gear shift story is true and he yeah. actually got electrocuted <laughs> like Fernando Alonso well, got electrocuted and that's where they exactly. both think they can race into their 40s. This is it. Or this is it, guys. Lewis. It was Lewis that was in Alonso's car. It wasn't actually Alonso that was sent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hang on. Wasn't, wasn't Lewis Hamilton technically testing that same day, though? Well, so we think I mean, anyway. Was he on the track at the same time? Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. One day we're going to throw out one of these conspiracies that's not actually going to be true. Like if it genuinely comes out that any of our random conspiracies we like bullshit on the spot come out as true. Like that's I'm going to divert everyone back to this. I could be yeah. 60, you know, about Literally. to get ready for my retirement or whatever. And be like, and it comes on TV, and I'm like, my brothers, I know that YouTube died about 25 years ago, but whip up the whip we're up the reel, it. whip it up, and there's nice us lot like, tonight. and we're like, hello guys. So I know we're all married with kids, and you know we're all in like, you never know. Yeah, we know Park Fe- Park Fem is now a 20 million subscriber zone. And some of you guys weren't here right at the beginning. That's okay. We rate it. We rate it. You've come. We don't care where you come from. But like back in the day when we first started out, we actually put out these statements, conspiracies, right? And they're true. Okay. (laughs) You have been subscribed to geniuses this whole time. (laughs) So if you're not subscribed, subscribe now for that when it all does come out, you'll be like, I was there. I saw well, it. No. I uh, saw it. I fucking saw it. The one series, The Simpsons, isn't it? Who'd like predict yeah. everything? Where to, we yeah, the where the, that's us. <laughs> but then with motorsport. We are The Simpsons. Can I be Lisa? We are. I like her dress. Sure. Thank you. Okay, we're boring Naomi clearly, so uh, we will end it. We'll end it here. So Naomi. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. I was just yawning. <laughs> yeah. um, like, <laughs> anyone have any wild ball conspiracies they want to throw into this of what could have happened? Mm. We want to hear what everyone else's wild conspiracies regarding the matters in the comments. Mm. Yes, please do. Thoughts and feelings. I, I, I think the FIA has something to do with it. I really do think. I, I think like when we like 
thinking about like what happened with like Ferrari in 2019, mm. 2020, I guess that would yeah. be like, oh shit, like maybe it it makes sense sort of. I don't I don't I don't want to believe it because you know what will so confirm it. Part. What will confirm it? How Red Bull do next season? Because Ooh. obviously it's been proven that Red yes. Bull have had an illegal car for 2021 and 2022 by going over the cost cap. So if Red if Bull the, yeah, all of a sudden do definitely... really shit or like throw mm-hmm. it all away, because like technically Max Verstappen almost threw away the championship. Well, he didn't because he was so far ahead, but he had a shit weekend in Singapore. In Singapore. Straight yeah, after is. the whole cost cap, cost cap thing came out. This is someone something to keep our eye on. So like if Red Bull just season, walks yeah, away with a up. fine... They just get a fine, you know, and the FIA says, we found nothing too serious, blah 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 mm. Obviously, all the teams will be furious, go against it, and but they just walk away with a fine. Yeah. And if that car is shit next year, we'll know. Mm-hmm. We'll know. Or if That'd all of a sudden, Sergio Perez starts doing absolutely horrific at the end of the season, and, like, you know, Charles and, like, George Rabel get up to, like, second and third. Yeah. Be like, mm. Because, obviously, this or could be maybe... a cover-up. Maybe because Red Bull still has their team championship to win. Imagine both Perez and Max, I don't know, crashing into each other, having bad strategies. Maybe the FIA said, you know what, it's not Max's fault, obviously, that Red Bull spent the budget cap, but Red Bull can't win the championship anymore. So yeah. maybe Max keep, gets to keep his championship, but Red Bull now has to give up their team championship. Yeah, oh, and they have to throw it. If, Ferrari, if, Ferrari, if Red Bull now throw the championship away, if Red Bull now throw the team's championship away, it's really going to reflect back to this fucking <sighs> moment right here. I'm going to cry. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm actually excited for this now. Oh, no, <laughs> all of a sudden, imagine. the end of the season has gotten very, very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Ooh, where do you think? Where do you think Max is going to put it? Ne- like in, in Kota? Perez. Which into Perez? <laughs> give it. Give us a little Baku moment again. Yeah, a little Baku moment. Who knows? This is. This is very interesting. I'm going to be keeping a good eye out on this now. So yeah, we will. We need to now keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Ooh, maybe we discovered something. Maybe we've accidentally Imagine. figured something out. <laughs> this is... We are... Oh, this is insane. If, if you don't hear from the Park Femme girls in the next, like, week... The FIA took us away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the FIA have locked us away. They said no. That's our last Wednesday podcast and now this video, they just... Nope. <laughs> The Wednesday oh. podcast comes out about how horrific the FIA are, and now this podcast is us <laughs> literally dismantling the entire FIA to figure out what happened and predicting <laughs> the future. They're going to be like, get them gone. Get them yeah. gone. <laughs> They're out. They're banned. Where, like, the, oh, the, the, the title of the podcast, but the Celeste knows this, but Katie and um, Naomi don't know this because they haven't gone out yet. It's um, your 2023 race director, something like that, race something. <laughs> So they're going to be oh like, mm, this one has got to be somewhat titled, um, you know, FIA debunk. <laughs> yeah. The FIA debunk. Yeah. And this is why mm. we will never get jobs in motorsport because <laughs> we are too oh. g- We're like detectives. We are. Yeah, we are. Hmm. Investigative journalists. The females 
investigating association assholes okay yeah association Arsehole. is much better Alex too yeah either or, either or. <laughs> we are the new fia except we are, we are consistent yes yeah exactly consistency is key with us so just want to say a massive thank you guys for sticking with us um park bem is officially now over a month old Um, if you're not following us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, please feel free to head over there. Um, uh, we do have a website, which is parkfem.co.uk. Um, when you're watching this, I don't know whether it will be published or not, because it won't be published to some written pieces, but we are going to be doing some written pieces on there. Um, so just keep that keep that website on the brain. Um, make sure you go follow us on all our socials. Um, we are very, very close to hitting 100 followers on Instagram. Yes. So, if you want to hit us with a little follow over there, it would be greatly Otherwise, appreciated. Um, be we great. basically post whenever a video's gone up. We keep you up to date with, like, all things... Um, well, I say we do. Naomi keeps you guys up to date with all of the motorsporting news that you could possibly need. Um, yeah, and, you know, once we're able to go back into race season, because obviously at the moment it's October, which is technically towards the end of race season, so... Pretty much most of the races yeah. aren't in Europe, so it's not really places we can get to. But once once that all starts back up, you know, you'll be getting on the ball, you know, racing yeah. content. Because hopefully we're going to be attending a few races next year. That's the aim. I know me and Celeste, I think Katie's coming to some and Naomi will probably come to some. Are planning to go to a lot of um, endurance racing, um, Formula E. We're going to try and squeeze in a Formula One. However, the banks don't stretch <laughs> that far. Um, so if the FI are actually listening to this, um, we will stop debunking you and letting all your secrets out if you person the paddock. Um, we promise. And um, promise. we won't find loopholes like McLaren did in the promise. <laughs> promise. I'd preferably like my ticket with... Well, it's going to be Alpine next year, please. And I would like to be in the Mercedes garage, please, and thank you. You know what to do. Celeste would like to be in the Red Bull garage. Um, no. Yeah. With her favourite driver, Max Verstappen. Dutch on Dutch. I'm, Dutch, I'm on Dutch on Dutch on Dutch on Dutch. I'm leaving. Alice, <laughs> would, would you not want to be in Alpha Tauri? Mm, yeah, because Neek's there, but also I don't affiliate myself with Red Bull. But like, if I had to, like, I've met Nick. I've met Nick, and but Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, I, we, you can do. You can do Lewis support. I can. I can do. And George Toto Wolff, Torga Christian is there too. <laughs> oh yeah, this has got to go. I yeah. could make TikTok content with Torga Christian if I was in there. If I That'd do something brilliant. about it, that would be brilliant. No, wait, Potato it's the um, the the alliance one. You know, the one out of the office. When it's oh, like, yeah. I want to make an alliance. The one that they use for Mattia and Toto now. <laughs> all the time. It'll be me coming in. <laughs> I want to make an alliance. With you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh please. If Mercedes are watching this for some obscure reason, please <laughs> let me make a TikTok with Toto Wolf. I would give you a kidney to let me do that. <laughs> I would say a lung, but you wouldn't want my lungs. 
And they'd want your kidney? I was gonna say. Is that... I would die to give you guys my heart if it meant that I could <laughs> go and make a TikTok. Skin. You could just pieces of your skin. Give Belinda. Yin. No, no. I draw the line at giving Belinda away. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we see who's, who's priority then. I can give you one of my fingers. <laughs> I will give you whatever you need to let me make a TikTok with Toto <laughs> Wolf. Please. <laughs> this is all I ask of the world. Okay? Anyway. Okay. I'm meant to be ending this out, so thank you guys for stopping by. <laughs> Follow all the social medias. Like, let us know in the comments what the fuck you think happens. Um in 2000, 2007, 2008, 2009, the fucking lot of it. What do you think All happened? Of All of it. Um, All of it. And we will see you guys Wednesday for a new podcast episode. Um, how mm. unhinged that will be, I don't know. There's no Formula One, but we are watching the season finale of Elms. Yes. I get, yeah, I get European Le Mans series and wet confused. Um, Elms. Is there any bikes on this weekend? Um, there's BSB. Yeah. So. Which I'd love to. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so. Fine. Hopefully. Yeah, so it'll probably be a very unhinged episode next week. And then obviously next Friday there'll be another conspiracy video where we are going to be talking about the missing diamond of Jaguar. Very interesting as well. Oh, interesting. Anyway, thank you guys, and we will see you very, very soon. Love to you all, and peace out, my home drillers. Ciao, ciao.